Any news today, Tito, at all? Dang, <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, Rosie, <laughs> that's your job. <laughs> this is the Rosie Report. The next round's on Rosie, and we'll read his credit card number here in just a moment. Regular season roundup. Catch it, Rosie! Nicely done, Rosebud. Now, here's Jim Rosenhouse. the set. Here's the pitch. A swing and a ground ball to the mound. Seawald throws high in the score. The winner is Hernandez. Unbelievable. A double play ball hit back to the pitcher. He almost airmailed the throw and Murphy with a leaping catch. Had no chance to get the sliding Cesar Hernandez. An unfathomable finish to this ballgame. And that was the raucous finish to Saturday's action at Progressive Field between the Indians and the Seattle Mariners. A wild come-from-behind win for the Tribe, highlighting a weekend where they took two out of three from Seattle, losing yesterday with Shane Bieber on the mound today, where Bieber did not pitch all that well, and we'll hear from the Cy Young Award winner in just a little bit, as well as Tribe Manager Terry Francona, and also Chris Antonetti will join us, Indians President of Baseball Operations. So a good podcast lined up for you today. It is the Rosie Report, regular season roundup, episode number 41, and if you're into the numbers game of former Indians who wore 41, of course, most recently, Carlos Santana, who had that fine career with the Tribe, now with the Royals. And if you want to go back a little bit further, Victor Martinez wore 41 very proudly for the Tribe for many, many seasons. Well, as mentioned yesterday, after the wild win for the Tribe on Saturday, that come from behind win where they wanted an extra innings 5-4, to four, the Indians were looking for the series sweep against the Mariners. That was after a 7-0 win on Friday night behind Aaron Savali's superb one-hit performance over eight innings. Well, it did not go well yesterday, and after the game, a 6-1 Seattle win, Tribe manager Terry Francona spoke about the afternoon. Tito, what you, uh, what you think of Bieber today? You know, I, th- I thought, one, I thought they had a pretty good approach early on. They, they went the other way, and that allowed them to, to stay back on some breaking balls that he probably didn't get what he wanted to. Um, made some mistakes with a breaking ball. But I thought they had a pretty good approach, too. Was his velocity – I didn't try not to get caught up on the gun, but was his velocity down to you guys or no? I don't think so, Dre. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't look a terribly lot, but I don't think so. Hey, Tito, did you think of – 
Did you think about making a pitching change after the fourth? He had thrown 80 pitches and you know, just to save his arm a little. Well, Jeff, I, I guess my question to you would be, who, who would you go to? I mean, we, we, we had nine innings on our bullpen yesterday. Um, we were already, you know, we let, we let Stefan go almost 50 pitches today. We, we were bought out of pitching. We let right, Chicago that, an inning plus, you know, in a loss. Um, you, you, there's a balance there, too. Okay. What do you think of Gilbert, their starter? You know, he, he's, we, you know, he's young arm. It's probably not the finished product. But he mixed in early some good change-ups and some breaking balls that, you know, that was enough to kind of frustrate us. You know, we, we'd hit a ball hard, but we didn't back it up with another ball hard. Or we hit a ball at somebody, and then we, we weren't able to back anything up. And what about the day for Shane Bieber? The Cy Young Award winner checked in after the game as well. Um, I thought it was good. Uh, similar to the one that uh, they had in Seattle, I thought I had a little bit better stuff coming into the day uh, than I did at first with that outing. So, um, you know, bottom line, it, it was frustrating today. It was not what I was going for, obviously, but um, just got to take it for what it's worth and, and continue to move forward. And, um, yeah, I thought they were aggressive early in the count, and then obviously late in the count they were looking for curveballs, and I wasn't able to execute like I normally am. And so uh, that put me at a disadvantage and, and not in a good spot. Um, but, yeah, like I said, just got to roll with it and um, continue to move forward. Was it just one of those days with your curveball, or was there something that you picked up that maybe wasn't working as it usually does? Um, no, I mean, I thought some good, some bad. Um, lately, it hasn't been uh, – I haven't been able to rely on it as heavily as I did at, at points earlier in the season or last year specifically. Um, but that's – you know, that's pitching. That's okay. And uh, – there was a, a few instances today where um, could have escaped some jams and got myself out of some uh, troubling situations and just wasn't able to. And uh, that's the game, and you can't beat yourself up too much for it. And, um, you know, it was nice to see we never, you know, stop fighting, stop competing, and all the way down the last out there. And um, I just got to be better for it. Despite the struggles, knowing how many innings your, the bullpen has pitched, what did it mean to you that you were able to get to the sixth inning? Um, didn't mean anything to me. Uh, I, that was my goal, what I was trying to do. Uh, obviously, would have liked to go further, longer, more efficient, and less runs. That's that's the goal. That's the plan. And I was hoping to take home a, a win today. But um, – yeah, yesterday was, was a long one for, for the pen specifically. They did an awesome job all day. And, uh, you know, I was going out there today to try and give them some, some relief a little bit. And uh, I guess, in a sense, was able to do that. Just definitely not the way that I planned and, and wanted to. Whether it's your – go ahead, Paul. Yeah. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Gene, I was wondering, uh, you know, do you ever, like – you guys played, I think, your 62nd game today. You know, last year, 
you were done. You know, what is that ever equate into, you know, how you feel this year? Do you ever look back at, at last season and kind of compare the two? No, I don't think so. I don't think anybody like got used to last year, if that makes sense. You know, um, it, that was never going to become the norm. We knew it wasn't going to be the norm. Uh, although it was different um, and very short uh, and competitive, I think we all knew just uh, at the end of last year and going into the offseason, like 162 is going to be, it's going to feel like a lot. But um, as of right now, where we're at right now, past 60 games um, throughout the season, it feels normal. Um, we feel good. We know what we have in front of us. Um, and that's really all that we have to work towards. Whether it's your slider or your curve uh, over the last few weeks, you know, at, at, at different points, it seems like you haven't quite had the, the feel that, that you wanted for at least one of those pitches. Just what have you kind of felt going from start to start over the last few weeks and maybe not having the consistency in one or both of those pitches, uh, just going from outing to outing and not necessarily having the, the same level of confidence of, you know, having it right where you want it? Yeah, I think it comes down to confidence and execution. Um, I'm not doing a good enough job of executing my pitches. First and foremost, I think um, whether your stuff, quote unquote, you know, is extra good that day or not, um, against a big league lineup, no matter what the team, it doesn't matter if you don't execute. So today I got beat for not executing and um, that's clear, that's obvious. And um, whether it's curveball, slider, fastball, changeup cutter, uh, doesn't really matter. I, I just gotta be better and, and continue to um, hit spots, execute throughout the game, strike one, two, and three, and then, um, you know, continue momentum. When you're kind of searching for the feel, is it looking at film and looking at your grips or just repetition or a, a combination of things? Or Yeah, it's, I, I wish I could give you something specific. Uh, I think it's, it's searching for that feel. Um, pitches, pitch grips, feel with them, come and go throughout a long season like this. And, um, you know, honestly, I feel like my stuff, or I'm feeling my slider, my curveball a little bit better uh, than I was three, four, five starts ago. Um, and it just comes down to setting them up better and executing more consistently. Shane, when, when, you know, you've been part, parts of, uh, you know, some really strong rotations here in, in your short time here. And you look at this rotation and, you know, there's some really, you know, someone said it was in flux, you know, and, and besides Savali and, and you, you know, there's, there's like three spots kind of up for grab. I mean, how do you feel about that? And, and can you, is there a temptation to try to do too much in your starts because you know, you know, that, that there's some uncertainty in the other spots in the rotation? Um, no, I, I think uh, speaking for, I guess you can say myself and Siv, um, we're just going to continue to do what, what we know how to do. Um, and he's doing a tremendous job of that. And like I said, you know, today didn't go as planned, but I'm going to continue to work towards what I know I can be and, and provide for this team. And um, yeah, we're, we're going through it right now as a, as a rotation. Um, we're facing some adversity, but uh, I think it's not just the rotation, it's the bullpen, as we saw pick us up huge yesterday. It's, it's, it's every single arm um, ready to rise to the occasion and the challenge. And as long as we continue to do that, um, 
we're, we're definitely going to be better for it once we get arms back and, and guys start to continue to, you know, get back in that groove. Um, I think we're going to be in a, a real good spot come, uh, you know, all-star break and after that. So even with the loss on Sunday, the Indians still hanging in there in the American League Central Division race as they remain above the 500 mark. And over the weekend, we had a chance to visit with Indians president of baseball operations, Chris Antonetti, and get his thoughts on the season so far as we get into unknown territory compared to a year ago with uh, last year's season being just 60 games and the Indians just passed that this weekend with more than 100 to go. More than anything, Rosie, I'm grateful that we have 102 more baseball games to play and those games will be played in front of fans because uh, the environment last night at the ballpark and having uh, the opportunity to have full capacity and not have restrictions, it definitely felt different and I think everybody really appreciates that and looks forward to the balance of the season uh, with fans here and it comes at a time where the indians are going to be playing 30 in 31 days uh, what have you thought of this club as it, as it hits that 60 game mark in terms of what they've been able to accomplish so far and then some of the challenges that lie ahead rosie we've talked about it a number of times that we have a very young team and with that there have been kind of moments of inconsistencies and in, within games and even within stretches of the season so far but by and large, we've positioned ourselves to have the next 102 games matter. And our hope and belief is that this group of players can continue to grow and learn and get better as the season unfolds. And if we can do that and do it consistently, we'll have a chance to be in the race through the end. I know history doesn't always mean it's going to happen again, but Terry Francona ball clubs have generally gotten better as the season's gone on. Why is that? Have you been able to, to pin that down at all? Well, if we knew the exact formula, we'd start it early, right? But, no, I think a big part of what Tito always talks about is team. each team's unique. And it ha takes some time to build an identity. And if, um, if trust doesn't happen overnight, relationships don't happen, team identity doesn't happen overnight, as Tito said, if it did, it wouldn't mean anything. So it takes time for that to build. And Tito does such an extraordinary job of building that team identity and building a team culture that, you know, got, that group usually finds their rhythm together the more time they're around each other, and I think that might be why we see the best of our teams in the second half. Chris, you had a situation in last night's game where Austin Hedges was hit in the head with a pitch and, and ended up leaving the game eventually. What are the wheels that start to turn in that situation when you're down to one catcher and, and you don't really know what his availability will be down the road? Well, we have our group of baseball operations, our teams usually watching the games together, and for those that aren't here, we're on a text thread. so. We just work through what are our alternatives, how do we um, make sure that we'll be covered today in the event, um, you know, in, in either case, if Austin is ready to go or if he's not. And so, you know, that involves connecting with uh, Carter Hawkins, James Harris on the player development side, just to make sure they're in touch with our AAA staff to give them a heads up of what may be coming. And then, you know, in the case last night, we, you know, we decided we had to get a catcher here for today, just in case Austin wouldn't be uh, ready to go. And, you know, we're encouraged about how Austin finished last night and how we feel so far today and you know if he clears all those hurdles he'll he'll stay on the active roster and we can all take a deep breath and you know Ryan LaVarnway will head back and rejoin uh, Columbus and and Austin Hedges I mean are you aware of, of the type of person he is when you make that trade I know you, you felt strongly about his skills as a catcher but 
it seems like he's really taken a big step forward leadership-wise with this team and fit right in. Austin's defense and his leadership has been a calling card for him from his high school days. So we had a pretty good sense for that, but you never really know how it will play out until someone's uh, in the environment with the specific group of players. And Austin's done an extraordinary job of filling the void while uh, Roberto's been down and was a meaningful contributor even as a, as a backup for us. And um, I think we've also seen firsthand, not just last night, but over the course of the season, just how tough he is. I mean, he, he's gotten roughed up behind the plate with foul balls and you know guys running into him and all sorts of things, and he just really wants to be out there to help lead the team. Yeah, Chris, uh, uncharted territory, game number 61 today. You ready for that? I'm looking forward to it, Rosie. Thank you. That's Indians president of baseball operations, Chris Antonetti, and that'll do it for this edition of the Rosie Report regular season roundup. As always, thanks to Bart Swain, Court Berry Tripp, Austin Controllis from Indians PR. I'm Jim Rosenhouse. Thank you for downloading and listening to the Rosie Report.